Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking Hello, my name is Alex Mason, your host, and I'm so grateful that you're listening. We're going through mergers and acquisitions questions right now, learning the basics of M&A. And we're looking specifically at this concept today of accretion versus dilution. Remember that accretion is when uh, the net income from the seller uh, outweighs the, the effects of the buyer and dilution is the opposite. When the net income that the seller is bringing to the table is not enough to outweigh the effects of the buyer. And we talked about those things previously, foregone interest on cash, interest paid on debt, and any effects of shares outstanding. So that's accretion versus dilution in a nutshell. But today's question, uh, we're going to talk about a different nuance of that, Accretive versus dilutive rules of thumb. Accretive versus dilutive rules of thumb. Are we some, do we have rules of thumb that we can use in these situations in order to determine accretion versus dilution in a particular deal? I mean, we've talked about how the buyer brings some things to the table in an acquisition and how the seller brings other things to the table. Is there a rule of thumb we can use to determine if an acquisition is going to be accretive? or dilutive. Well, let's think about that seesaw analogy that we talked about before under a few different scenarios. Remember, we have the seesaw. On one end of the seesaw is the buyer. On the other end of the seesaw is the seller. And who's going to outweigh the other? If the buyer outweighs the seller on the seesaw, I mean, that's dilutive. The buyer is giving a lot in the acquisition process and the seller is maybe not giving so much, that's dilutive. But if the buyer is giving a decent amount, but the seller is giving a lot, it's outweighing the buyer, then that's an accretive acquisition. So that's kind of how I think about it. Just that visual helps me. Hopefully it helps you too. So let's talk about some different scenarios for rules of thumb for accretive versus dilutive deals. Number one is a scenario of an all-cash and debt deal. So let's say that a company is buying another company, it's putting up its own cash or it's putting up cash raised via debt in order to buy a company. So if the buyer is paying using just cash and debt, then we can simply compare the foregone interest on cash plus the interest paid on debt from the buyer with the seller's pre-tax income. So we're comparing foregone interest on cash plus the interest paid on debt from the buyer with the seller's pre-tax income. So both ends of the seesaw there. Now, if the summed up interest is more than the pre-tax income of the seller, 
the deal is dilutive. But if the seller's pre-tax income is higher, then the deal is accretive. So that's what's happening there in an all-cash and debt deal. Now, another scenario that we could look at is what if the company buying the other company is paying only stock? It's an all-stock deal. Is there any rule of thumb that we could use here in this situation? Well, yeah, there is a rule of thumb we can use. And the rule of thumb for an all-stock deal is to compare the price-to-earnings ratio of the buyer with the price-to-earnings ratio of the seller. If the price-to-earnings ratio of the buyer is higher than that of the seller, then the deal would be accretive. If the buyer's price-to-earnings ratio is lower than the price-to-earnings ratio of the seller, then the deal is dilutive. So, for example, if there's an all-stock deal, and let's say the buyer has a price-to-earnings ratio of seven times earnings, so seven times earnings, and then they're buying a company that's trading at 15 times earnings, let's say, as their PE, that's going to be a dilutive deal if it's an all-stock deal. But if it's an all-stock deal and the numbers are flipped, let's say the buying company is 15 times earnings and then the target company is only 7 times earnings, well, that's going to be accretive because you're buying more earnings per share than the company uh, has like pre-deal. So that's something to keep in mind. And you can use this little rule of thumb because, precisely because it's an all-stock deal you can just look at the share count. The share count's not changing. You can look at PEs in that case. And then another scenario is kind of a mixture. What if you have a mixture of both cash and stock going into the deal? Well, this is more of a tricky one, honestly, because there's no easy rule of thumb for this. And the reason there's no easy rule of thumb for this is because the answer depends on the ratio of the cash and stock that's going into the deal. Like you could have 40% cash, 60% stock, maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's 80-20. I mean, who knows? It it could be anything. But if you know the ratios and you know the amounts involved, you could calculate this. You could calculate accretion versus dilution, but there's no super simple way to do this just based on the information that, yeah, it's a mixed deal of cash and stock. So those are some rules of thumb that you can look to in an all-cash deal. You can just look at foregone interest on cash plus interest paid on debt. Compare that to the seller's pre-tax income, and that'll tell you accretion versus dilution. If you have an all-stock deal, just compare the price-to-earnings ratios of the two companies. And then if you have a mixture of cash and stock, sorry, but there's no super easy rule of thumb there. You're just going to have to probably calculate that. So, those are some things in terms of accretion versus dilution. That's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I'm enjoying recording it. Thank you again. And I'm going to continue talking more about M&A here in these next episodes. So join me here for that. I'll see you next time and I hope you have an incredible day.